Turn in the Bible with me to Judges chapter 2. And I want to start out just by reading the chapter. Now the angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bochim. And he said, I brought you up out of Egypt and led you into the land which I have sworn to your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. And as for you, you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You shall tear down their altars. But you have not obeyed me. What is this you have done? Therefore, I also said, I will not drive them out before you. But they shall become as thorns in your sides, and their God shall be a snare to you. And it came about when the angel of the Lord spoke these words to all the sons of Israel, that the people lifted up their voices and wept. So they named that place Bochum, and there they sacrificed to the Lord. When Joshua had dismissed the people, the sons of Israel went each to his inheritance to possess the land, and the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua. And all the days of the elders who survived Joshua, who had seen all the great work of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. And they buried him in the territory of his inheritance in timnath Heres, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gaash. And all that generation also were gathered to their fathers, and there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord, nor yet the work which he had done for Israel. Then the sons of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. They forsook the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods from among the gods of the peoples who were around them and bowed themselves down to them. Thus they provoked the Lord to anger. So they forsook the Lord and served Baal and the Ashtaroth. And the anger of the Lord burned against Israel and he gave them into the hands of plunderers who plundered them and he sold them into the hands of the enemies around them so that they could not, no longer stand before their enemies. Whenever, wherever they went, the hand of the Lord was against them for evil, as the Lord had spoken, and as the Lord had sworn to them, so that they were severely distressed. Then the Lord raised up judges who delivered them from the hands of those who plundered them, and yet they did not listen to their judges. For they played the harlot after other gods and bowed themselves down to them, they turned aside quickly from the way in which their fathers had walked in obeying the commandments of the Lord. They did not do as their fathers. And when the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge and delivered them from the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning because of those who oppressed and afflicted them. But it came about when the judge died that they would turn back and act more corruptly than their fathers in following other gods to serve them and bow down to them. They did not abandon their practices or their stubborn ways. So the anger of the Lord burned against Israel, and he said, Because this nation has transgressed my covenant, which I commanded their fathers, and has not listened to my voice, I also will no longer drive out before them any of the nations which Joshua left when he died, in order to test Israel by them, whether they will keep the way of the Lord, to walk in it as their fathers did or not. So the Lord allowed those nations to remain, not driving them out quickly, and he did not give them into the hand of Joshua. That chapter summarizes the book of Judges. That really tells you what's in the book. It tells you the pattern. How they went into sin and God would send a nation to oppress them. They'd turn back to God crying out at least and the Lord would send a deliverer. They'd stay faithful during the days of the deliverer and then they'd go back into sin. And actually that pattern repeated itself several times in Judges and every time they were worse. Every cycle, they went down farther. 
What I want to look at this morning with you out of this chapter is what was the problem? What caused this constant cycle of abandoning God? And I want to suggest three things for you. I want to suggest, first of all, that the people did not regard what God said. Now, I know regard's kind of a funny word there, but all the other three I've got started with R-E, and so that made it all parallel. Look at verse uh, 2, where God said, As for you, you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You shall tear down their altars. That's what God told him to do. Don't make covenants. Destroy these people. Tear down their altars. And God asked the question, he says, you have not obeyed me. What is this you have done? When God says, what have you done? He's trying to get them to stop and think about what they had done. Why hadn't they obeyed God in getting rid of those people in the land? They didn't drive out the Canaanites. That's what we talked about last Sunday morning. And just like we sometimes don't drive out our sins like God tells us to. They wanted to have. A relationship with the people of the land and with their gods. And it's almost like the Lord said, well, if that's what you want, I'll see you get plenty of opportunities for it. And so he doesn't drive the peoples of the land out. He leaves them in there to be thorns in their sides, but it's because they didn't regard what God said. They didn't do what God said to do when they went into the land. Don't the same things happen to us? When we don't listen to God, and do things his way. Don't be surprised when the sin comes back. Don't be surprised when we fall away from the Lord. Everything God tells us is for our good. And many of the things he tells us to do are the things that keep us strong and away from evil. And we get to thinking it doesn't make any difference. I can play Fast and loose with God's commands here or there, and I'm still going to be okay, and it never works that way. When we don't regard what he says, then we end up being the victims of sin and abandonment of God. That's the first thing. They just didn't listen and do what God told them to do when they went into the land. But the second thing... They did not resist the influence of the nations around them. Look at verse 11. Then the sons of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. Now, I want you to look at that theme in the book of Judges. Look at Judges 3 and verse 7. And the sons of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and forgot the Lord their God and served the Baals and the Ashtaroth. And chapter 3, verse 12. Now the sons of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. Chapter 4, verse 1. Then the sons of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. Chapter 6, verse 1. Then the sons of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Chapter 10, verse 6. Then the sons of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord, served the Baals and the Ashtaroth. 
And the gods of Syria, the gods of Sidon, the gods of Moab, the gods of the sons of Ammon, and the gods of the Philistines, thus they forsook the Lord and did not serve him. Chapter 13 and verse 1. Now the sons of Israel again did evil on the side of the Lord. That became the theme of the book, almost. They again did evil in the sight of the Lord. They kept leaving God to follow other things. They didn't resist the temptation. They just couldn't stay away from those attractive idols of the peoples in that land. It's like they could barely wait to get into the land so they could attach themselves to those exciting gods and worship them. They didn't do the right thing. We've got to obey God. We've got to resist sin and temptation. You know, they had their moments. They'd be oppressed. A great deliverer would deliver them. And in a wave of emotion, on a, on a, on a high, They'd serve God for a little bit. But that judge would die and they'd be right back where they were before. They did not serve God as a matter of principle. It was not something that became an established part of their character that they were going to do what was right, period. They'd do what was right in certain moments. But it was only in those moments. They did not consistently resist sin and temptation. It's going to be the same thing for us. We've got to resist sin. We've got to do that on the good days and the bad days. We've got to do that on the high days and the low days. Sometimes we find ourselves constantly falling back into the same sins because we are not determined to serve God as a matter of our life. That's the way it's going to be. So they didn't resist. Over and over again. They went back into sin. Now let me suggest another thing. That caused them to do this. It's because they did not remember. Let's see. I think that needs another syllable doesn't it? They didn't remember. Look at verse 10. All that generation also were gathered to their fathers, and there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord, nor yet the work which he had done for Israel. Kind of reminds you of uh, the early part of Exodus, where there was a new Pharaoh arose that did not know Joseph. Now here's a new generation of Israelites, they don't know God. Now as long as their fathers lived, the ones who'd seen God's great works, everything was fine. That generation of Joshua was perhaps the greatest generation in Israel's history. They served God, but their children never developed a knowledge of God for themselves. Now, I suppose that as long as their parents lived, their children still served God, quote-unquote. But that generation passed off the scene. They didn't know God personally, and so they turned to idols. People cannot thrive on the spiritual power of their parents. You can't just ride on their coattails. Each individual, each generation must know God for themselves. They must come to have conviction and determination and faith in God and his power 
and his greatness. They did not remember, not only the Lord, they didn't know the work which he'd done for Israel. Look back at verse 1. The angel that rebuked them reminds them how God led them out of Egypt and into the land. In verse 16, they had the judges that, that delivered them over and over again. God had done so much for them. So often, they forgot it. They didn't keep thinking about God's great blessings and deliverances and salvation. We will go back into sin over and over again if we don't thank God and appreciate him and, and constantly be thinking about how generous and gracious God is to us. Probably the most vulnerable heart to sin is an ungrateful heart. When we are feeling sorry for ourselves, when we're thinking about how hard it is, and how much we feel like we've been mistreated, and we're not thinking about how generous and loving and patient and forgiving and delivering God has been for us, that's when we'll fall. Almost every time. They didn't remember. The new generation didn't remember anything about God, and they didn't remember what God had done. And so for us, if we don't each of us remember God's undeserved mercy, and serve God ourselves, we'll fall into sin. And then, this generation, these generations, did not repent. Now that might strike you as surprising. I want you to look at it, though. Look at verse 4. It came about when the angel of the Lord spoke these words to all the sons of Israel, that the people lifted up their voice and wept. They named that place Bochum. You know what Bochum means? It means weepers. Oh, they cried and cried. And they offered sacrifices to the Lord right there. They showed their remorse. They memorialized that place, calling it weepers. This is the place where we cried out, God. It's easy to be upset by our sins and their consequences. <laughs> There's not many people who don't cry once in a while. When they do bad things and it goes bad for them. It's easy to offer some sacrifices. It's easy to go through some things. <laughs> Come to church, you know, give a little more money. Read a few more chapters of the Bible. It's easy to be upset and to cry and to, to, to offer some sacrifices. It's hard to change. <laughs> That's what they didn't do. They'd cry out, look at verse 18. The Lord raised up judges for them. The Lord was with the judge and delivered them from the hands of their enemies all the days of the judge. For the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning because of those who oppressed and afflicted them. They'd groan. They'd cry out in pain. They felt the weight of their sin and its punishment. They didn't repent. We must not confuse anguish with repentance. We must not confuse sacrifices with repentance. There are many people whose life is a cycle of things go bad and they turn to God. And then they forget. And things go bad and they turn to God. And then they forget. And they are over and over again. They go through that cycle of turning back to God in pain 
and then forgetting. It just sort of becomes the routine. They didn't repent. They just cried and offered sacrifices. And what happened to them is they just got worse and worse. Each cycle was more corrupt. Each moment of repentance was more superficial. And the book of Judges ends in disaster. It is horrible. Even the character of the last few judges got worse and worse. Even the deliverers were a mess, let alone the people they were trying to deliver. And that's what happens to us. If we don't regard what God says and listen to his warnings and do what he says, we don't resist the temptation as a matter of principle. We don't remember God and what he's done for us. We don't repent. What happens to us is we get trapped in that cycle and we go down and we go down and we go down. And, and you don't think about that because several of us have been in those cycles where we turn back to God and then we turn away. And we turn back to God and then we turn away. And we turn back to God and then we turn away. And probably... For most of us, when we're in those cycles, every time we turn away, we go a little bit farther down. And every time we turn back, it means a little less to us. It's so dangerous. We may end up where they ended up in the time period of the judges. And what we've got to do is we've got to listen to God's warnings. And we've got to resist the temptation about our principle. And we've got to remember God and his wonderful blessings. And when we turn, we've got to repent seriously and sincerely and turn to him with conviction and determination. They didn't. They're an excellent negative example. And we'll see that pattern repeated over and over again as we study the book. Do you need to come to the Lord this morning sincerely with conviction and determination He'll help, but he wants us to come in repentance. Will you come while we stand in the